Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Here I am on Taco Tuesday. I almost forgot what day of the week it was <laughs> there for a second. <laughs> How can I ever forget one of the happiest days of the week? My day that I eat tacos. Maybe it's because I, I kind of eat Mexican food more than one day a week. <laughs> anyway, glad to have you guys here with me. We've got just a, we got to quickly move through so many topics that are happening around the country today from uh, SCOTUS going woke again to um, all kinds of protests is, that involves actually some good news that's happening around the country. We've got some pushback that's causing people to back up off of some of their tyranny. We're going to talk about that. In the middle of all this that's been going on, how many people have been paying attention that um, we're not quite as admired and respected as everybody said that we would be around the world with our enemies? And in fact, um, there are some war beating the drums of, of some drum beats of war possibly happening with China and NOCO. And so I reached out to John Guandolo of Understanding the Threat to help us to understand what's exactly going on with uh, these testing of these missiles that have happened today, those topics and more. We'd love to hear from you guys, 888-344-1170. Amidst all of this, and I've got some interesting poll numbers out as well um, regarding these mandates as well as, as Rona, and then it, it, I've got a question for you guys. I'm actually speaking tomorrow at a Republican Party event here in San Diego. I'm honored anytime that I'm asked to speak at any of these these group outings. And you know, I started, for those of you longtime Andrew Acacia listeners, you know that I started the show years ago, not just as a way to, you know, share my opinions, following what Mark Levin said, that we conservatives need to do, that we needed to get in the game, we needed to use our voices, that we had abdicated entertainment industry, news, journalism, schools, etc., but I also wanted to do the show to reflect what you guys were saying out there, right? What your thoughts were, because I didn't think the mainstream media or either party was really reflecting the opinions of the American people out there. So if if you were speaking at a Republican event tomorrow, a Republican group, what would be your topic and what would you say to this Republican Party? That's a question for you guys out there. 888-344-1170. We're streaming live right now on the Answer San Diego Facebook page. You can also post your comments there. I posted that question earlier in the day and got some interesting comments. We are, as of today, still a two a, a two party system, and so we don't have a third party option. We've got for now to be working with the Republican Party. So please tell me what your thoughts are, what you would share, and I might pose that question to my brother here in the studio. It's DJ Potato Skins. There's tremendous spirit in our DJ, DJ Potato Skins. Tremendous spirit. Well, I think it's pretty obvious what needs to be said, Andrea, and that's that if you're a Republican and they're listening to you, that they need to be about making sure that they take their conservative values and not just talking about it and actually putting it into action, Mm -hmm. actually providing steps on how we can get from one from point A to point B and to not use the word compromise with the Democrats, because with the Democrats, it's never about compromise. It's about giving in to what they want. So, you know, at the, at the end of the day, the Republican Party in general, Andrea, and I know you agree with me, they've been spineless. And so the young Republicans out there or the next generation of Republicans, they need to have a backbone and stand up to the tyranny that's going on in this nation and really fight for the values that they hold so dear. Absolutely. Knocked it out of the park. 
You know, I got lots to do tonight. You want to just take over the show? <laughs> um, that's absolutely right. And, and, there, and there is no middle ground on that. Right. I, you know, I heard somebody locally here interviewing uh, Lieberman, Joe Lieberman, who's got a book out called about being centrist. We got to move forward, you know, through a, there is no centrist movement in this the, the centrist the centrist of of the united states are those that capitulate to the marxists on the left and that's why we're where we're at that's why we're where we are anytime you hear anybody in office particularly the republicans that we talked about last week where they they've got this new movement where they're gonna many of these uh they're gonna actually vote for democrats uh because they want to get moderate um anytime you hear people talk about well we got to move to the middle because those both on the far right and the far left are crazy and extremists no the us far right people what is considered far right are really more like in line with jfk was back in the 60s okay what's going on in the democrat party including the mainstream democrat party is communism and i cannot support anybody who wants to reach across the aisle and in any way compromise with communists so you're absolutely right. We need to move there. You're not advancing anything when you are capitulating and compromising with those that want to destroy you. That's not a win. We've got to advance conservatism and you don't advance conservatism when you're giving an inch on communism, when you're allowing communism. Right. So to advance conservatism in this country means to stop the communist movement. It's about action. Right. And they need to stand up for making sure that we don't give up any of our freedoms and to get the ones back that we've already lost. And we have and, and the and the message to the Republican Party needs to be that we that we uh, uh, all of us, Republicans and conservatives, must get active ourselves and begin running for office that and that's why i love going to these local meetings because these are people that are active right these are people that are taking their time to get out there and and get and coalesce and come together and brainstorm and think about how their their grassroots activist is what's going on and that's where we have to get that's where we have to go if we're going to advance the ball because it you it's uh, clear the the leadership republican party leadership going on uh we cannot just trust that we're going to vote and not have to participate ourselves and for example um we thought with president trump and both houses of congress and one of the things that trump did so well when he ran for office in uh, 2015 and 2016 in order to prove his conservative bona fides is he said look if if i become president here's the here's the people i'm going to nominate for the supreme court and if we get a conservative majority on the on the Supreme Court, we're going to be able to not just advance conservatism, but we will be able to stop the the cultural Marxist movement that will be solidified in a Supreme Court that will not just legislate from the bench, but will make permanent uh, communism in the United States. Um, and that hasn't happened. Case in point, we we supposedly have a conservative majority on the Supreme Court. What have we gotten as a result? Have, have we gotten one? Have we gotten one uh, that that I'm, I'm sure they, there have been some some cases that have that where they've gone in our favor. But I'm talking about a case that has a significant impact on the American people um, today. Case in point today. I don't even have to go back to the elections and tell you that it was absolutely outrageous that the Supreme Court refused to hear a case of, of uh, 20 states that enjoined Texas in a lawsuit 
that their their votes had been had been um, I can't I can't remember the legal terms that they had used, uh, but that it was disparate treatment that states like Pennsylvania subverted the Constitution and uh, by allowing the state Supreme Court to change election laws, Texas that that violated Texas citizens rights, right? Um, even if the Supreme Court had shot down that argument, the fact that they refused to even hear it should have told you everything that you needed to know about Amy Coney Barrett and the rest. And today, another case in point, the Supreme Court declined to hear an emergency appeal of a vax requirement imposed on Maine health workers, which is the latest defeat. And this is defeat, what, three, four, five or whatever in terms of vaccine mandates. Is there any more? I mean, this is the same. And they won't even hear the case. They won't even here. hear the cases. Uh, this was the first time the Supreme Court weighed in on a statewide vax mandate, and the rest it had been well, well, weighed, they they weighed in in the sense that they didn't hear the case; they refused to even hear it, refused to even hear it. There is nothing more fundamental, particularly since the Supreme Court and every one of them that, that's sitting on there right now had to answer the question about precedent, stare decisis. Which anytime they ask, what do you do? You, do you agree with stare decisis, which is precedent? We know that's about Roe v. Wade. What what is Roe v. Wade about? privacy your body your choice and they won't even hear this they're not even going to hear this about the vax mandates aren't you the same body led uh, the same um judicial body that that came down with the with the your body your choice it's been in, in in effect since what 72 and yet you won't hear this there's not a one of them worth a darn on that supreme court except clarence thomas and maybe Alito. that's it Could i'd go say the, clarence right. thomas after the break, we're going to bring John Guandolo in to talk about this, what's going on with these missile tests and uh, and whether or not we're looking at a possible world war. Um, before I do that, I'm going to go to the phones. Doug from San Diego is on the line. Hi, Doug. Hey, there's a commentary on that, Doug. Sattel, S-I-T-T-E-L on Google. Bye. Okay, when uh, please don't call in with with gibberish and nonsense. If you call in, and also if you're if you're going to say what you're going to talk about, stick to the topic, or yeah, we're gonna or we're going to hang up on you. We're going to hang up on you. Um, on that note, yeah, I was also going to talk in the open about these secret flights happening uh, with Biden, but we're going to save that for a little later on the show. That has to do with immigration. That's breaking news that came out uh, today on that. Yeah, let's go ahead and take a break. We come back. John Guandolo from Understanding the Threat is going to be here to talk about. This uh, missile test by China that the United States intel community says caught them completely by surprise, as well as our U.S. military. <laughs> Get more from the Andrea K. Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show, 888-344-1170. Uh, the question of the day is, I posted it out there to you guys. Um, I'm speaking at a Republican Party group tomorrow, which I love to do, um, particularly since they're usually ladies groups, and they're just so active and so fun and so engaged and so welcoming to me. Um, but these are really treacherous and difficult times, right? The rise of communism here in, in this country, as well as the threats that we face, um, the tyranny going on here with these mandates everywhere. And, you know, I'm all about moving the ball forward. And I could go and just, you know, 
you know, get a lot of applause by talking about how bad Biden is. But, you know, I can't do that. I got to serve the veggies. You know, I got to tell the Republican yeah, Party what we need to be doing. How bad Biden is, but that's not solving the problem. No, that's not going to move anything. Um, speaking of how ba- bad Biden is, I mean, we weren't we supposed to nice. Good segue on my part, right? It is. <laughs> um, wasn't wasn't uh, the the dude installed in the White House? Wasn't he supposed to make all of our enemies love us again? Weren't that's we suppo- what I heard. Well, right. We're going to be loved and respected. Right. And and everything's going to be so much safer. Then I turn on the news this morning and admitted, y'all know that I'm not an expert in foreign policy, right? Um, I can barely find Taiwan on a map. But I see that, that things are getting heated up over there with China shooting missiles. And then before I got a chance to reach out to John Guandolo my, from Understanding the Threat, my number one threat guru, then I see that NOCO's firing off missiles. So I don't know what the heck's going on, but John Guandolo does. And he joins me now. Hello, John. Actually, I have. He's on it, uh, according to this uh, thing, uh, 15 minutes from now. Oh, he's not on now? Not on now. Well, that's how excited I was. I thought he was on now. <laughs> we can't wait till you come on, John. I know. Well, he will be here at 630. Yeah, because seriously, when I saw today um, these this missile test from China. Scary. That our U.S. military and our intelligence community didn't even know about. And then I see that, that NOCO's test today involved a submarine. Oh, Ballistic missile. Yeah. Really scary times. Okay, so... Teaser, John Guandola at 630. Um, so let's continue with this this vaccination mandates. The, the Supreme Court is not going to rescue us, right? Uh, Trump didn't rescue us. He did what he thought was right. He believed that scientists who had not put a stethoscope on a patient and, be on and done side. any... Well, that they, that they knew what they were talking about. That, they, that these were... When they went into his office and said, if you don't go along with these shutdowns, you know, um, 25% of 330 million people will die. You know, he panicked, right? And so he trusted people. So um, fast forward, you know, he basically handed the, the keys to he, – he did what he thought was right. But now, a year and a half later, how do we get our lives back? How do we get our freedoms back? Because it was never about science. It was never about anything but power. Fauci uh, said that he, uh, in an interview yesterday, he feels entitled to tell people what to do with their lives. We must take our, a year and a half later, we know, almost two years later, we know the truth about COVID. We know um, how, we know um, how, um, what the mortality rate is, Right. Uh, we know that there's therapeutics out there. And we, that the vaccines are not very effective. Right. Well, we, it, the point is, is that we know that any further, going further with any of these mandates, it's all of, the reason why people are pushing back is because they understand that this is about power at this point. It's not about science. I think people right? are starting to wake up. Well, they're starting to wake up, but the problem is, how do we, how do we undo it? We cannot, our elected officials aren't stopping it on our behalf. SCOTUS is not stopping it. Anybody who thought that this was going to wake, make its way up through the courts and that SCOTUS was going to rule and save us from the tyranny, they were incorrect. We have to save ourselves from the tyranny. The American people do get it. There's a new poll out that was emailed to me that was done by the Convention of States Action in partnership with Travalgar Group. Um, this is actually a lower number than I would expect, but 63.1% of American voters believe that the pandemic is getting less serious. You would think it would be higher, but that just goes to show how the false information, the false narratives, and the tamping down of truth by big tech has worked. I mean, 63% is still a big number. It's still a big number. Um, 74.5% of independent voters believe the pandemic is getting less. 75%. 
71% of Republicans say it's getting less serious. So that 60-something percent was was in, including Democrats. Um, 47% of American voters believe that Biden and government officials like Fauci don't want to ease restrictions um, as the threat decreases. Um, 69% of Republicans believe that Biden and government officials like Fauci don't want to ease restrictions. So we have a recognition of the truth about this you see the recognition of the truth about behind the science when you see people refusing to get the shots across this country and when you see these poll numbers you know that there's a recognition that the government is not going to ease up on these mandates and we have to take it back by force that's why you're seeing so many people protesting and willing to make sacrifices whether today we heard that the washington state um, college coach he walked away um from his job, uh, his name is Nick Rolovich. Uh, he was fired because he refused to take the shot. Um, he, as well as four others, I, I, he makes millions of dollars a year as a coach, $3 million a year contract he walked away from. And uh, I think that's what it's going to take, Andrea. That's what it's going to take. Just across these various industries, people standing up and saying, you want to fire me, fire me. I'm not giving in. Well, Southwest, pushing pushing back with the with the with um, by the Southwest employees, as well as the nation wide uh, response to them. They've officially announced today that they are not going to put unvaccinated workers on unpaid leave beginning December 1. That is great news. Absolutely great news. Um, Lori, uh, the mayor, Lightfoot out of Chicago, she today had um, the Fraternal Order of Police had said that they're going to be, uh, that they're, the Fraternal Order of Police is all threatened to walk out and uh, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot I've seen some people in the studio making me giggle. Uh, she basically accused them of of a what the I word an insurrection. See the left, they, the left loves that I word, That's right? Their favorite word. Anybody, anybody now who's protesting anything are insurrectionists. So I just find it hilarious that now Chica- Mayor uh, Chicago. Uh, Lightfoot is accusing the Fraternal Order of Police of an insurrection simply because they are um, saying, uh, you know, no, we don't want to take the take the jab. And because the Fraternal Order of Police, that's a union, right? So that's typically a, a lefty organization. So when you're when you're losing the unions, you know, you're losing. You're losing this battle. And it's been great. I, at first, it was the Los Angeles County Sheriff. And I, oh God, the, the, the name of the county is escaping me. But I'm starting to hear more and more of these entire county sheriff's department saying that they're not enforcing these mandates. They're not doing it. Right. We, we, what we need, um, oh, another, another, um, business update in terms of pushback is in and out burger in San Francisco. That's where you're supposed to show where you're supposed to show, um, what she said, I, I can't remember the name of the young gal who inherited in and out, but that you're supposed to have um, show proof of vax status and your ID to enter into a restaurant. And she shut down and she said, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to turn my employees into uh, vac- the vaccination police. So she left the drive through open and she shut down um, the, the inside dining. Her. Yeah, good for her. And you know what? That's costing her business. That's going to cost her business because there's only so long people are going to sit in a drive through. So the fact that she's willing, this is the kind of sacrifices we need to make. Dan Bongino said today 
that he's his a syndicated show is on Cumulus Network, and he said if they're they've already. He, I, I, my understanding is he's not an employee. Cumulus has said that their employees must get vaccinated or be gone. He said I am a partner with Cumulus, so he's clearly he's not an employee. He's you know like an independent contractor right. kind of thing. And he but he said that I will take my show elsewhere. I will give up this contract if you're going to do this to people. I am not going to be good for him. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, that's what I mean. This is it, it's spanning so many different industries, Andrea, and we need a lot more of it. Yeah, we need more of it, and this is how you win. And there would not be this many people doing this if it wasn't for the fact that truth has still seeped out. It is seeped out in spite of all the mainstream media pushing the lies. Uh, that the lie that um, everybody an equal chance of getting it, equal chance of dying from it. The lie that there was no therapeutics to treat it. Um, I, I was a little harsh last week and thought he was a little self-serving in terms of Joe Rogan, but he's announced that he's probably going to sue CNN for lying about him. Did defame. he really? Yeah. And that's what we need to do um, because they used him in order to push out a false narrative that, you know, these that ivermectin was a horse dewormer not used on Amer- on human beings. Um, I wanted to read to you guys an update on um, just just some facts, right? Because there is a whole lot. I, I feel like we need to revisit the facts about COVID, at, particularly at a time right now where people are waking up. We've got some good protests going on. The left is going to be pushing even harder to try to They'll double down. They're They're trying to double down on lies. Dr. Peter McCullough. I saw an interview with him this morning, and he ran through his qualifications, and he is more qualified to speak out on this virus as a doctor based upon his education, his fellowships, his writing, his peer-reviewed studies, and more importantly, being a clinician than everybody combined at the CDC and the NIH, of which he called out today and said, when was the last time any of them put a stethoscope on a patient? You are not in a position to be talking about therapeutics and whether or not they work when you haven't been in the field treating patients. Here is his five things that you must know about coronavirus. Number one, COVID-19 is not spread asymptomatically. That is probably an equally big lie as to the that were, there were no therapeutics. Because when they got you to think that it was spread asymptomatically, that's when they got everybody scared to leave their homes. That's when they got everybody scared to walk within 20 feet of anybody, right? He said the virus is not spread asymptomatically. Only sick people give it to other people. Is that not common sense? Is that not what we've always known about a virus? Right? Number two, asymptomatic people should not get tested. So this whole, you can avoid getting the shot if you're willing to get tested every week. He says all we're doing is generating false positives, creating extra cases, and creating extra concerns. And I quote, the FDA never approved these tests for asymptomatic testing. And the World Health Organization, as of June 25th, has said no asymptomatic testing. There shouldn't be a single person on earth that should undergo an asymptomatic test. People just ought to walk past these testing stations. And he went on to say, when asked about whether or not it applies to testing for international travel, he said, for any reason, and it violates the World Health Organization directives. Number three. Natural immunity is robust, complete, and durable. He went on to say there is no meaningful chance of having a second serious case of COVID. In fact, it's never happened in a confirmed case so far in the world. 
Any of the purported cases that have come up have involved misinterpretation of a false positive PCR test. It just doesn't happen. If it did happen, we would have seen thousands, if not millions of people being hospitalized over and over again for COVID-19. It hasn't happened. It fundamentally doesn't happen. Someone who is naturally immune can walk up to someone with COVID-19, get a big cough in the face, and they're not going to get the illness. Number four. COVID-19, no matter what variant, is easily treatable at home. About 85% of hospitalizations and deaths are completely avoidable with early treatment. Treatment. (laughs) The only way people end up in the hospital and have a miserable time is when they receive no treatment. Um, They don't seek treatment or they are not offered treatment and they end up railroaded into the hospital after being sick for two weeks at home. Anybody with common sense should understand that it's easy to treat the illness when it's early and the symptoms are mild. It's progressively worse as people progress in the disease. In the end, people die of blood clots. And it's very hard to reverse those. That's the reason why if we wait till hospitalization, it's too late. If we wait for the oxygen levels to be low because of blood clots in the lungs, it's too late. Number five, finally, COVID vaccines are ob- current COVID vaccines are obsolete and should be considered unfit for human use. They do not cover the new variants. People are failing on these vaccines. They're being hospitalized and getting sick despite having had the vaccines. The vaccines at this point in time have amounted to record mortality and injury and should be considered unsafe unsafe and unfit for human use. Five facts from a real doctor, not Fauci. We're going to take a break when we come back. Really, John Glondolo from Understanding the Threat. Do I need to repeat my whole intro to John? I think y'all heard it. You'll hear him next. Get more from the Andrea K Show at OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. I was so excited about my guest here that I actually introduced him about 20 minutes ago, early, before it was even his time to come on. Um, not that I'm excited to talk about uh, China shooting off missiles and NOCO shooting off missiles, but you know I'm excited that I've got somebody on tonight, my go-to guy, for helping you guys and myself to understand the threats that we face. Um, at least we're going to get some answers, and I'm talking about John Guandolo from Understanding the Threat, former FBI, counterterrorism expert, Navy Academy graduate. He's just, I could go on and on with his resume, author of, of quite a few books including uh, Raising a Jihadi Generation, Islam's Deception, The Truth About Sharia, a co-author of Sharia, The Threat to America. He's also an expert on all things CHICOM, and he joins me now. Hi, John Guandolo. Thank you for being here. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm great to, uh, glad to be here and uh, always a joy to be on your show, even though sometimes the topics are not joyful. <laughs> well, especially in this case, because weren't we told John Guandolo that if we got rid of Trump, first of all, we Trump was supposed to be the guy that was going to get us into the Third World War with, you know, NOCO, right? And and we could, this guy can't be trusted to be anywhere near the nuclear football, right? Then after him being the first president in 40 years to not lead us into an unnecessary war, uh, then we hear that Biden is going to restore our credibility, our enemy is going to love us, we're going to be safer, and the world's going to be safer. And then I turn on the news this morning and i see that um there's reports that taiwan is being threatened by china china did some missile thing that are that surprised the u.s government and then noco was was uh, you know shot off a missile today and i'm thinking good grief are we on the verge of war here 
Well, there uh, there is quite a lot going on, and I think we need to pay attention for a number of reasons. Number one, you're correct. Uh, what was uh, notable is that we found out just in the last week that China, we being the U.S. intelligence, China, or they announced that China shot off a hypersonic missile, which means five times the speed of sound. And uh, in August, that went around the entire globe and uh, fell about uh, 25 miles from its target. But uh, they still did this, and it shocked the U.S. intelligence. And we find out in September, North Korea, uh, in its third test in September of a missile, also fired off a, a hypersonic missile and is testing that. Uh, and at the same time, as, as I think probably all of your listeners are aware, China is flying into uh, Taiwanese airspace uh, on a pretty regular basis. And over the last uh, weekend, uh, 56 or so times um, into you know, Taiwan's airspace. Uh, and there is a, a belief, I believe, by some that, look, China's not going to do it. And uh, we certainly hope they don't, but they have more impetus now than they ever have. They've made public statements. Their leaders, their top diplomats have made public statements that America is weak and they cannot negotiate from a position of strength, literally. Um, the, uh, the vice foreign minister uh, just said in the last couple of days that China, this is a quote, quote, China's reunification and rejuvenation is unstoppable and those who interfere with, uh, with Taiwan and what's going on there will fail. Um, so if you marry that up with the fact that China has significant economic issues right now um, and a number of natural disasters that have closed some of their uh, processing plants and uh, mines and things like that, they're really under some economic stress. And when you put all that together, going to war with Taiwan and expanding their area of influence, at least from their perspective, is certainly within the realm of reality. Well, yeah, and when they're looking at the United States, the the paper tiger, what we what happened in Afghanistan, why would they fear us in any way? Why would they, with the, you know, with, with the message to the world is, you, you know, you can roll all over America. And not only can you roll over America, but they'll give you $85 billion worth of equipment. That's right. And that's the thing, and, and the Chinese officials have mentioned that. I mean, just in the last spring, when uh, China's uh, lead diplomat met with our Secretary of State and National Security Advisor in Alaska, he literally said, you cannot, you don't have, you're not qualified to operate from a position of strength. And he began the discussion that way. So, I mean, when China shows up at a, at a table and slaps you across the face before the thing even gets started, they uh, do not believe there's anybody that's going to stop them, clearly. And that's that, as well as those other things I just mentioned, is, is what should give uh, people at the strategic level, at the leadership level, real pause. Um, it doesn't mean they're going to invade Taiwan, but... They certainly have cause, and they have nothing that that's stopping them. 
Well, There's no it, reason for them to think we're going to do anything. Right. I mean, if they don't, it's just because they just decide not to for, the, for their own reasons. It's not because they're getting any pushback from us or, you know, you know we've got a, a sitting president of the United States whose son is still, you know, doing business with them over there. You know, the White House, when Jen Psaki was asked about this either today or yesterday, she said, oh, we welcome the competition. <laughs> What? This is not a hot dog eating competition on the Fourth of July, John Guandolo. They're talking about they're talking about this this air missile test as as, as like competition, right? And, and I want to say, you know, I've heard some uh, some people in the media that I that I uh, respect somewhat have have made comments about uh, what's going on, and uh, like you said, uh, I, I think the uh, the attitude. In, in the U.S. government, not just the White House and the federal agencies, the National Security Council. I mean, it's it's it in some ways to me it appears very juvenile and very naive. Um, now there are those I believe, and I I believe Mr. Biden is one that are intentionally helping China. Um, that I, I don't think that's a, a stretch to say that. No. and that that that's a that's a much bigger issue. But the point is. The people who are professionals are supposed to be inside the government. Um, Their day-to-day work, and I'm not talking about people that are career State Department. I'm talking about the political appointees and people who are doing that stuff. It's a really uh, immature approach to our national security. It doesn't surprise me under this administration for the reasons you said. Uh, Everything they're doing uh, is putting America almost everything they're doing is putting America at a disadvantage. Um, you know, we have taken the, the, the government, the administration has taken a few steps like putting carriers, uh, you know, doing exercises near Okinawa and, uh, and other things like that. Uh, but, but there's across the board, what we are doing is disastrous. Well, I have to wonder about Millie. I have to wonder if we really missed this. Was this really a surprise? When we've got General Milley that was busted for calling and telling the the Chinese Communist Party, hey, you know, if if Trump or, or a POTUS decides to go to war, I'm going to give you a heads up. That to me is somebody that I don't know that we were surprised or if they didn't absolutely know about it and did, just, you know, didn't and shrug their shoulders. That's right. And I think there's there's reason to believe that um, if General Milley did something traitorous and treasonous like that, what else is he doing and what else are other people inside the administration doing? Because there's been no outrage, no call for his immediate resign, you know, resignation, uh, no call for uh, the DOJ and uh, uh, to initiate, uh, you know, treason mm-hmm. uh, indictments, any of that. It's just, and that is again, why you and I have had these discussions. This, what's happening in the United States from a sovereignty point of view and from a fundamental uh, governmental point of view has got to be fixed at the local level up. Yes. But in the meantime, uh, we have leaders in the Republican and Democrat parties uh, that are, I I think, just wholly unprofessional and incompetent to be in charge of anything. 
Well, I and, think that, uh, uh, excuse me for interrupting, I think when we're talking about the DOJ and the FBI, our, our uh, intelligence community and all of them, as well as our our leadership now at the, at the top levels of the DOD, I think that it's all about transforming America into, you know, this, this uh, they're all worried about uh, wokeism and transforming us into their Marxist utopia and, and, and focusing on the enemy being the American people and anybody who is opposed to that versus uh, the enemies around the world. And I think that that's what's going on. And that's, you know, today we find out that this Levine person, the one who made sure he, she, whatever you want to, Rachel Levine, uh, made sure in Pennsylvania that now is the first four-star, you know, officer in the public health corps, whatever that is. This is a person who made sure to get her mother out of a nursing home before they sent sick COVID patients into that same nursing home and killed a bunch of seniors. You know, this is, but, but hey, you know, great, our first transgender four star. I mean, when that's the priority of anything related to our U.S. military and any of our any of our agencies, we've got a problem. That's right. And and for the people in inside that are not part of that movement to overtake the republic, uh, they are doing our adversaries bidding by remaining silent, and being more worried about your next promotion Yep. Uh, than about, uh, you know, doing, fulfilling your oath of office. Yeah, and as it relates to these matters, uh, whether we're talking about China and North Korea and missile testing, or we're talking about uh, the border, or whether we're talking about law enforcement enforcing the law, um, you know, fiscal responsibility and the Republican form of government at the local, state, and federal level, uh, all of these things are a part of how our adversary is coming at us. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, here we're watching this, you know, culminate right now in front of us. And I think that's what for a lot of people is hard to, hard to digest. Well, um, hopefully people have a better understanding tonight about what's going on with China and, and Taiwan and, and why this is something that we need to be paying attention to. And, yeah, we need to be taking our government back at a local level. I'm speaking at a Republican group tomorrow, and that's going to be my message. And that's my message every night now. Uh, we there's we can't count on our leadership anywhere in, in this country. And uh, John's organization, Understanding the Threat, goes around and works with local uh, communities to understand the threat. He advises governments and others. Tell everybody how they can learn more uh, about your group and actually have them have you come out and advise. Yeah, so I encourage people to go to understandingthethreat.com. We have uh, actually one of our into action training programs November 2nd through the 4th online. So reach out to us uh, if you still want to get in under, under the fence because uh, doors are closing on that. But we still have a few boat spaces, but what we do is we, uh, that's a, the first round of training. And then it, we show people, citizens at the local level, just did it today with a new team that's building in a, in a particular area of the country and uh, showing them how to look at the community and look at where the corruption is and how to actually go after it. So whether it's somebody wants to Uh, get elected to a school board or get people off of a city council or uh, go after businesses that are supporting uh, this woke culture and the communist movement, or uh, you actually have uh, really corrupt politicians that are are doing criminal activity. We teach people how to identify that 
and how to actually work against it and how to rid your community of it. And uh, by doing that and collecting this information all over the country, we're sharing with our teams uh, what we're seeing and connecting the dots on uh, what these people are doing. And it's really exciting. And we're also showing communities how to basically how to be resilient in the face of all that's, that's going on and to take back their communities and reestablish again the Republican form of government and liberty at the ground level. Well, God bless you. Thank you for all you do for our freedoms and for our nation. John Guandolo. Thank you very much for having me, as always. All righty. Now, y'all stay tuned. We got more uh, coming up on the other side of the break. We actually even have a really important local San Diego news, San Diego news story to share with you guys. So come on back. The Andrea K Show, strictly adhering to and preserving our First Amendment. Follow Andrea on OurFreeNation.org. Just search Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Closing out the show, I don't know if you know Skins, but uh, Dennis Prager has been uh, in uh, the news. One of the top stories today uh, about uh, Dennis Prager. The Supposedly, he... Uh, is getting a lot of flack because he said that, you know, he's got natural immunity because he caught COVID and he's treating it with therapeutics. And this was the best case scenario for him. And he's glad it worked out. You know, he's been national news is he's some crazy kook who was going around intentionally trying to contract COVID. Well, basically, it was I, I was kind of thinking that when we had Dr. Jane Orion on back in the early days of COVID. Right. And Gavin Newsom had said, we got to shut down everything because, you know, 40 percent of Californians will contract it. She said, we need a hundred percent of people to contract it because that's how you build herd immunity right right what did he say that's so crazy whether you get it if you let's say you believe in the shots right either you get immunity naturally or you get it because they've injected it into you if you're getting vaccinated you're doing what he what he's being criticized for today you're going in and saying give me covid Right. You're just saying, give me COVID into the arm versus him saying, I went around and greeted people and hugged people and I got it naturally. I mean, I'm treating it with therapeutics and I'm building natural immunity, which is strong and robust and is going to protect me going forward. Either you're going to get it naturally or you're going to get it uh, synthetically with being injected. I mean, the the extent in which they're trying to turn him into a kook is crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of people in here that probably already got that natural immunity and they've been asymptomatic and so they haven't even noticed it. Right. So, I mean, you know, I, and I'm not just defending Prager because he's on our our network here in, in, in a Salem. It's just that it's common uh, sense. It, well, it's just it just goes back to the fact of how hard they are pushing to try to, to push these jabs on people. This is not about science. This is 100 percent about power. It's part of the cultural Marxist movement. This is the this was the perfect thing for them to use to get us all to comply, all to um to give up our, our culture of individual liberty and individual individual responsibility and make us be collective this is about collectivism why do you think they keep saying we're all in this together exactly that's ultimately what it's about another top story today i didn't have time to really get into and i don't need to get into it in depth it's you know speaks for itself Uh, the biden administration was busted flying illegals from texas uh around the country in the middle of the night dropping them off at two three in the morning uh, it started out at White Plains, New York. Uh, then they were discovered they were doing this in New Jersey and even Jacksonville, Florida. So they're doing this. It's illegal. They're doing it because they got to spread the, the new dependency class around the nation. So, yeah. 
We'll be back tomorrow night for hump day. Peace out. Thank you all. Great night.